0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. It is just the two of us today. It is myself, Cole, and West. No Cody today. He's uh he's in the process of moving him back in to college. Um, obviously so much later than me. I'll never understand why West Coast schools start so much later than East Coast schools in all aspects of school, high school, college. But I mean, he's missing a fun podcast today because yes. we've got a lot. A lot of Damian Lillard talk again. And we'll have a little fun possibly throwing some shade at Miami Heat fans because it's not looking too bleak for them right now. As the Toronto Raptors, who we discussed as possibly being that mystery team in the last podcast, it seems like they are that team and they're really trying to make a run at Damian Lillard. Um, So once again, the Blazers are back in the forefront of all NBA discussion. Training camp is now under a week away a week away something like that and And, uh it's full steam ahead here for the nba season so uh how you doing west
1: well media day soon too yeah very soon um dame's still on the team i'm pretty sure he's talking at media day that would be interesting i would i would like to see that yeah no no cody um everyone drop f in the chat for our man cody out in cali yeah just moving to school but he is missing a good one because i know we've talked about dame a lot but To me, this is kind of the most exciting podcast we've done in a while, mainly because it's not having to regurgitate the heat's garbage offer. Uh, We actually get to talk about some possible new uh, trade proposals, especially one in Toronto. Um, I've been on Twitter a lot the last few days, gathering perspectives, gathering intel. Um, So yeah, I mean, we can jump into initial thoughts if you want. What do you want to do?
0: I say we just start with probably the main story, and that's the Raptors. And let's start first off with, would you rather discuss what we would bring back package-wise or kind of discuss what it more means for Dame? I think we should probably start big picture and focus on package because, again, we are a Blazers channel. We're not a Dame channel. So the more important thing for us is obviously the package. But this has really been mainly reported by Mark Spears. So... I would say take it with a grain of salt but also it's not like he's reporting anything outlandish he's reporting things that a lot of blazers reporters are reporting as well so i've i would take his word pretty um with with truth so Mm -hmm. obviously until you hear it from like haynes woge i'm not even going to include shams because we know he just hates the blazers um but woge or haynes like then i'll know it's real like it's going down um but yeah, the Raptors, that would be quite interesting because, as we'll discuss, they honestly have almost all teams that can offer packages. They might have the best package. And if they don't offer that, which we'll get into, like pristine package, they also have possibly the best player, best young piece you could pick up in Scotty Barnes. So right. yeah, like, what do you want to start with?
1: For me, let me just throw down the hypothetical trade package. Let me just address Scotty Barnes first. Um, Personally, I don't think Masai would include Scotty Barnes. And the reason I say that is because he's notorious for having to win the deal. He's notorious for getting, you know, his way, for the lack of a better word. Um, But also, and I know Dame's professional, but this is giving me similar vibes to when Kawhi was in Toronto. And what happened? He spent one year. Yes, they won a championship, but he literally won a championship with that team and then bolted. Not I'm not going to speak for Dame, but if you're Masai, you can use that situation as leverage and say, "Look, we might only be getting one year, two years of Dame, and then he might request a trade again because he doesn't want to play here." Um, so that could be baked into the price of a hypothetical trade proposal. So just knowing, um. The tendency of Masai, I don't think Scotty Barnes would be included. If he is, if Scotty Barnes is included, and I'm Joe Cronin, don't get greedy. Like, if he's the centerpiece, I think you're, you're very happy with that. He's a disruptive, athletic big who is very young, so he fits on the timeline. And he can only get better, in my opinion. At least offensively, you can only get better. Because he was playing a weird little role there offensively. Honestly, the whole Toronto offense has been weird recently. So... I would love Scotty Barnes back now. Without Scotty Barnes, here's what I saw as a potential deal: you get OG as kind of the main win. Now, obviously, we're not trying to win now, but the best player of the deal, OG, Precious, Grady, Dick. You can you can start the memes now. OG, Precious, and Dick. Uh, Oh, and picks (laughs) and picks, draft compensation. I I um. Was reading the 2026 first. They can't do 2024. They yeah, already I saw that. They already have. And then they one. can't.
0: That would mean they can't do a combination of like 2025, 2027, because they can't trade yep.
1: 2025. So yeah. Yeah, it'd be 26, and then also pick swap slash pick swaps. I'm not sure how many that would be. I don't really understand or know the value on pick swaps as much as just actual picks, you know? I mean, so I don't know how many they would do. It's and literally then,
0: just whoever has a higher pick you get to choose. I mean No, how, no. I
1: know is. that, but like, yeah. Like the value was pick swaps worth one first in, in the eyes of Joe Cronin or three pick swaps worth like one bona fide first. I don't know. That's what I meant.
0: That is a good point because would you rather have the chance at, instead of getting the 15th pick, you get the 10th pick, and then the next draft, you can, instead of getting the 21st pick, you get the 14th pick, or would you rather have just one pick, but that could be the ninth pick and you also get to, okay. I don't even know. You keep your pick too. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But,
1: yeah. And then kind of at the bottom, you'd get your salary filler. I saw, you know, Thaddeus Young, Otto Porter Jr., maybe even Gary Trent being thrown around. I know that's a fun idea, but if we're going to be consistent on the, we have guards argument, yeah. I don't know. We don't, I, I, I
0: don't, I don't want to want
1: Gary back. Right. Um, Let's just start there because obviously there's third teams involved and there's traction in Phoenix, possibly. But that is another thing you we... We have yet to talk about it at all, I feel like. Yeah, before we jump into that, just what are your initial thoughts on that deal when you compare it to the Miami offer that's been out there?
0: Obviously, it's much better than the Miami <laughs> offer. It is ironic how we've been discussing like trading with Toronto this whole time and getting OG on an OB, but obviously, this whole time we've just been like. Oh, to pair with Dame to pair with our team, but it would be, it would just feel weird. And it would be funny looking back at the beginning of this offseason to see how just contrasting the situations are now. Um, OG is interesting just because he does only have one year left on his deal. So you'll have to pay him. And you've already paid Jeremy Grant a ton of money. So I'm not sure how that would work. I'm not sure how much money he's asking for. I have to assume it's probably near or at jeremy grant money so like 30 million again that's not like 30 million was five years ago that's not as not as much money as we think these days um i'm a big fan of grady dick i liked him in college i think he can shoot the three well he would be a i mean you slide og at the three and grady dick is a great backup three um defensively i don't know where he's at but you're getting obviously your defense from og um Uh And then uh, I think Miami, uh, Miami obviously can offer more pick package. They can offer like three first round picks. Obviously that's not until like 2028 and 2030 and it's Miami. How often is Miami in the top of the lottery? That's really never the case. So you're already getting better actual players. I'm taking Grady Dick over as much as I love Hami Haka's, I'm taking Grady Dick over Hami Hakkas or Jovic. And then obviously OG is better than any player. Um, you can get from Miami, so you don't really need the pick package as much. And then even if you got like a guy like Precious Achua, he's a great backup five, small ball five, plays four or five, whatever. Um, so overall, that package is great. And I almost, and this is just my personal opinion, if you if you tell me right now that you keep OG like long term, you're not just if this is a one year rental for OG, then that would oh, yeah. suck. So obviously, you would hopefully do this trade with a little bit of like. agreement with OG I don't know like if that would actually work um but I almost like this package more than if it was like just Scotty Barnes in a first because personally I'm not as high as Scotty Barnes as others he had a great rookie season he obviously regressed some would just call it a sophomore slump I look at him and I just think he's super clunky offensively I think OG is a little more fluid a little more smooth obviously Barnes has a little more potential I'm not comparing him to Giannis but like he has that play style potential where he could just go dominate and just get to the rim at will. And he obviously has a ton of versatility defensively, but I think OG is a little more like if we think Scoot's going to be our best player in 10 years and he's going to be a perennial cool all-star. I think OG for the next five years fits much better with this team than Barnes does. Cause I don't look at Barnes as someone that is
1: that great without the ball. So that's yeah.
0: nitpicking. I would take either yeah. over Miami, obviously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. OG's role is definitely more defined, and he you kind of know what you're getting from him as opposed to Scotty. Again, like from the perimeter at least, he's got a lot of room to grow, we'll right. say. I mean, it's when he has the ball on, on the perimeter, you he's kind of a non-threat. He almost is dr- like Draymond in the sense where you're just gonna sag off him and, yeah, and Darren. What a shooting shoot. was last year. Um I think the Contentious. Twenty-eight percent um, from three. Yeah, that's that's bad. the The main argument right now that I see going around is this kind of Tyler Hero versus OG. It's like, who would you want? Uh, I'm just going to address why OG is not necessarily better. I think I player. think almost,
0: I think all people that have been listening to this podcast for at least the last couple of weeks, months, know and tr- and understand why OG is better. But for those of you that are Heat fans that are coming over here to try to learn about the Blazers and and drop comments about what you're about to say right now. Please explain. So
1: Tyler Hero is a great player, sixth man of the year. I think great shooter, great creator off the dribble. But who do the Blazers have? Simon, Sharp, Scoot. Is Tyler Hero the best player out of those including out of everyone there right now he might be he he could be better than simon's it's close the stats are close no. but the blazers have invested that's what he fans will understand and i saw a thing where it said tyler hero would put butts in seats i'm sorry but if you're making the ticket sales art argument you're grasping at straws yes. at this point og on the other hand i've brings... never I,
0: someone actually made that
1: argument <laughs> yeah I, yeah they did um og on the other hand brings athleticism defense he brings more
0: team need team more team need we talked honestly probably just a better player in general
1: yes in my opinion and and the thing that i I wanted to say is like tyler hero that that type of player that skill set is way more common in the league than the skill set that og has well the blazers have
0: the blazers have now obviously scoot and Shaden are a little different than simon's but Blazers have three great guards. It's easier to find guards than athletic wings. That's that's why the Blazers have been looking for one since Nick Batum, and he wasn't even elite.
1: Exactly, and good. And and if you don't believe that Scoot or Shane are going to become great guards, the the bigger point is that the Blazers are committing to them. Okay, we don't like Tyler Hero. In fact, I believe, and my personal opinion, and the opinion of other Blazer news sources, I echo this opinion: is that if Tyler Hero was sought after by other teams in the league i think the blazers would be willing to take him in the little deal and then flip him for what they actually want but no team is giving what you know what i mean no team is going to give the blazers what they want for tyler hero because they're not as high on tyler hero as miami fans every fan base does it they overhype their players tyler hero is good og is better i mean because
0: portland because think about it when we did this a lot with what teams could use dame how many elite teams out there or teams that are pushing to compete need a ball dominant scoring guard obviously dames at a completely different level than tyler hero so a team that has a solid point guard would rather have dame over their current point guard but i mean i'm not going to go out here and name names but i think everyone knows that tyler hero is probably not being a major contributor I, okay, con- he would contribute, but he's not like the going to be the star player on the Celtics or the Sixers. Like every team has these guards, and that's nothing. That's nothing against Tyler Hero. It's just like you said, the value isn't as high as uh, Heat fans want it to be. So
1: yeah, and we discussed this on the last podcast. Toronto, if you're looking at it from Toronto's perspective, and you can throw in from Miami's perspective, Dame would instantly make that team better, but it. The, what Toronto needs is shooting. They need a scorer, like they. Siakam. I'm sorry, but in the wave of analytics and in the the new age of, you know, really breaking the game down into numbers and statistics, a Pascal Siakam three spin move fadeaway jumper is not going to win you a lot of games. It's just it's not. It's Not the most so, high value shot. Exactly. Three points. Damian Lillard is one of the most Hyper, I don't even, like, well, last year he was hyper efficient, but he's also just, he just scores the ball at a ridiculous clip. And so Toronto needs someone like that. And that's why I think he would fit well in Miami. I'm sorry, in Toronto. Clearly he wants to go to Miami, but I mean, if the <laughs> Heat are going to choke it away and not want to pony up. And, and, and the funny thing is like, I don't know how much better that he offer can actually get. Like they can no, include Caleb true. Martin but I'm not that high on Kayla Martin. I'm just not. Okay.
0: okay. A lot of these guys on the heat and it's in the public eye and in the heat eye are completely overrated from this past finals run. And do I wish my team went on a finals run? Of course I do. So I'm not, I'm not hating on this finals run because I was rooting for the heat. A majority of that time. I'm, I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan. I'm a big bam fan. I was honestly like, I enjoyed watching the heat and just this whole situation has soured my taste toward the heat a lot. Um, but other than Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, this team doesn't really have that many valuable assets. So if you do want to get a player like Damian Lillard, you have to empty the cupboard. You can't, say, pick one between Hakeem and Jovic. I'm not even high on both of them, but you have to give us both because you have to give us a better chance at getting at least one good player out of this. So, yeah, Or, or the Heat have to somehow find a team that values Tyler Hero and works that out because... Uh, Tyler Hero is a good player he's a good basketball player he could he could be one of those players that sneaks one all-star appearance in his career because high volume scores and players of that caliber sometimes pop off for one season it happens yeah. every once in a while so Tyler Hero is just and it didn't help that he wasn't on this playoff run and that he got better I'm not yeah. saying that he's hurting the team but it's reality.
1: And I I did see a lot of Miami fans arguing for the fact that he has Finals experience, but they lost. What's OG went to the Finals one? Like, I don't know. I just I think Miami comparing fans, the two
0: is stupid because if people know is. the situation, even if you because, can, I, I can say Tyler Hero is a better player, even though I don't, but still would rather have OG on an OB. Like, yeah. It's,
1: this, it's and pretty, this kind of leads, leads me into my line. next my next point in a, in a sense is that no fan base when a trade is going down and this is especially true for big market fan base like miami or la or boston or you know i don't know big golden state even no they never consider the small market perspective and they never consider the small team perspective the blazers perspective you know and that can just be because of entitlement, because look at us, we signed LeBron and we had D. Wade and we have a good history and Pat Riley and Spo, and that's all great. But if you were the Heat and you had Scoot, Shaden, and Anthony, and you're Miami, would you want on Inouye or Tyler Hero? I think it's a pretty simple answer. But Miami fans are failing to recognize the fact that the Blazers have goals too. And the Blazers' goal is to create a roster. That is not going to have a bottom five defense in the league, and is actually going to have athleticism, a la Shaden Sharp, Scoot he Henderson, fit. Anthony Simons, and fit. And which we can Dutch brings me into my next point. Fit. Let's bring in the third team. Another reason why the Raptors deal could be better is Phoenix is interested in Yusuf Nurkic, which could just be an absolute blessing from the Lord, because I don't know why oh. that, that is the case. Oh, but please. If we can now that I know that
0: we're going this direction, the like pseudo-rebuilding route and cap space isn't that big of a deal because obviously Aiden's contract is a little shaky. Um, at least it would be if we were still trying to build a contending team right now. But if you can get Aiden for Nurk, like I will give Joe Cronin a big round of applause. I like agree. I mean I'll give him a round of applause if he gets OG and Dick. I'll still be disappointed that he allowed the dame trade. To happen and he didn't build around dame but i can still be able to give him props to if our team next year has og or barnes or og and dick or something like that and then eight and two that is a really really
1: good core yeah i mean you get a dick jersey if he comes (sighs) it would be uh would be kind of fun get a get an og a precious and and a and a dick jersey but yeah, and, and that's why the the Toronto offer already blows Miami's out of the water. And then you throw in the fact that DeAndre Ayton and Nurkic could be a part of, you know, the, the package. And it, it puts it over the top for me personally. Um, I know, like you said, Ayton's contract is not great. And he's had his struggles recently. And clearly, Phoenix doesn't value him. But again, as a small market team, we talk about, this isn't, I wouldn't qualify this as a move around the edge in typical Neil Shea fashion, but what I would call this is good business. Out, Nurkic, in Aiton, I don't care if Aiton's been struggling or is on a big deal. That is talent that is in your facility now.
0: What Even Aiton struggling is arguably better than what Nurkic has been.
1: Yeah, but he might <laughs> not
0: fit as perfectly well. He might not bring the need of defense as well as Nurk, but he's also much younger. He also has much more potential. And we said it all along: no matter what route we go, you just need to just sometimes just switch things up. You can't just keep running back. That's the what did they say? That's the definition of uh, insanity. Insanity: just doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Precisely. So, Precisely. Link, get Nerk
1: out and. If Aiden's making a lot of money, if OG resigns, if Grant's making a lot of money, if Simons is gonna like Simons is gonna be making money at some point, that's expensive for a mid team. But in my opinion, what it does is it, it's going to free up stuff. Like for example, Aiden doesn't work out. You let him walk in free agency, or you you trade him for whatever. You know, we don't have to go that far down the line, but it creates cap space, and I know the Blazers suck in free agency, but I, I my point is I wouldn't worry about the money right now. I wouldn't worry about the salary cap when it comes to Aiton or OG and resigning him or even Jeremy for that matter because the Blazers just need to pick what kind of roster they want to build. And if it is one that is athletic and rangy and defensive, then the Toronto package – fits and checks those marks. So if you're Joe Cronin, I actually saw a really funny tweet today. Um they were like, Joe Cronin is being is just Miami fans hate Joe Cronin and some people like have no idea what he's about to do. It means he's kind of doing a good job. Because as a GM, you're going to piss people off. So, you know, Miami fans, Joe Cronin is public enemy number one in Miami right now, which to me is is a good thing.
0: Great thing. One thing I also want to mention that you were talking about kind of if you end up in like this cap space spot where you're paying a lot of guys, something that I think could be very, very valuable here is obviously we're not going to be good next year. But if we can be good and actually have a chance to contend, say, in three years, when Scoot's on the final year of his rookie contract, our lottery pick that we are Surely going to get this year is on his rookie contract. And you hope those are two of your best four or five players. And then you also have an eight and an OG. They're making the big money. Your best players aren't even making their best money. Like look at when the Hawks made. Look at the 49ers. 49ers with Purdy. Mahomes, when he was in 2020, he was on a rookie deal. Lamar, when he won MVP, was on a rookie deal. Obviously, it's different. It's a little easier to, I think, be better out of the gate in the NFL, or maybe not out of the gate, but quicker. But I was going to say, look at the Mavericks when they made the conference finals or the Hawks when they made the conference finals. Their best player was on rookie deals on in in those years. And you're able to build more complete, better teams when you have that type of cap space. So I wouldn't worry about paying guys like this this much money as of now until Scoot hopefully shows he's elite and warrants a max contract down the line. So. Right now, if you're Joe Kernan, I think we we've, we've probably said this plenty of times, you just want to garner as much talent as possible. You want yeah. fit as well, but I'll actually, I take that back. You want fit almost more than talent, because if you were just saying the talent route, then you might want Tyler Hero because he's talented. But you're okay with guys that have been slightly underperforming, like an Aiden, especially if it's just costing you NERC. In the Dame trade, you want the best of the best. You want the best you can get, fit, talent, potential, everything. But these other trades that are going to be around the edges, like maybe come trade deadline. We trade Jeremy Graham. We trade him for insert player, uh I don't know. I don't care. But you trade him for a player similar to an Aiden that clearly has the talent to be a top player at his position or a top 10 player at his position, but maybe hasn't shown it or isn't in a great situation. So moves like that. If we were trying to contend moves like that, it would piss me off. But now that we know our direction, moves like that are smart and what a good GM would do. So if you can find a way to get Aiden, bravo to you, Joe.
1: Yes, and another sign of a good GM. And I'm not going to give Joe his flowers yet, but what Joe wanted to do was wait out Miami and see if other teams became interested and in try to drive up the price and try to force Miami's hand. And that looks like is what's happening right now. With Toronto, you're getting that second team to put a little pressure on Miami. You know, at the end of the day, it could all be smoke and Messiah's not that interested and Joe's just using a brief conversation with Toronto to drive the price of Miami up. I don't think that's the case just because of how much attention and um, validity there is to some of the claims. But that could be the case. And even if Um, it is the
0: case, that's still a good thing to do.
1: It is because it forces Miami's hand to actually pay up and if Miami doesn't want to, then, I mean, I don't see a problem to bringing Dame into training camp. I mean, the the, the Heat Heat fans and the Heat are under the impression that the Blazers are on a clock here to trade Dame. Kevin o, Kevin O'Connor said it is no bad blood between Dame and the Blazers, and Dame's a professional and he will come into training camp, okay, and he will play some of the season if that's the case. I mean, at the end of the day, dude loves ball, so. He was gonna play ball. Yeah. And yes, he wants a championship. And I think, you know, the Blazers will give him. I mean, the Blazers, I saw Orlando as a possible team. I don't think the Blazers are going to send him to Orlando. That's like purgatory. Toronto gives him a chance, I think. I think Toronto would be sneaky. Can
0: we run out? Uh what? Keep speaking while I fix my mic because I accidentally touched.
1: Oh, I got you. Anyway, I was just saying Orlando is a team that is purgatory. I don't think the Blazers would send him to Orlando. I think Toronto check, check, would be check. A, okay. Yeah, I got you. I think Toronto would be a sneaky contender because you're filling a 30 point per game void with that defense. And that that's so, what I
0: wanted to talk, that's what I was trying to say when I accidentally touched my mic cord.
1: But shifting to
0: kind of the Dame perspective, so obviously we would rather the Raptors offer and we like that from a Blazers team perspective from a Dame perspective and you were getting into it. I just wanted to kind of ask the formal question. Do you like it? Do you like the
1: fit? Is it where you want him to go in in Toronto? Yeah. If you, if personally being honest, I don't really, as long as it's not in the West and I have to see him all the time in an opposing Jersey, I don't really care where Dame goes quite, quite honestly. I'm more concerned about the package and the return because you know, majority of the future is tied up into this how joe handles this deal so i'm more concerned about that i think toronto is contending for home court in the playoffs with them with Dame, i do i think boston and milwaukee are clearly better i think philly is slightly better um i don't think miami's necessarily better they're 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 Couple buckets away from getting bounced in the play-in, and their roster got worse.
0: It's very interesting. I just, I think the Raptors would be
1: very good. And and um, and what did Dame what did Dame say? He, he wants a shot. I get it's not sunny South Beach. You're going to the six where it's cold. Okay, I get that. That that's not that ideal. He's
0: happening to move to Canada would be a uh, kind of not tough. ideal.
1: Maybe but maybe it is
0: ideal to some people. I don't in know.
1: terms, I think. Toronto is in a sweet spot of definitely not the favorites, but they give you a chance for sure. And they don't have Nick nurse anymore, but they're still well coached. And I think Toronto knows how to win basketball games from the Nick nurse era. At least I don't see that changing now. I just Toronto
0: to me. Do you think they're that much better than the 20 17 through 2019 Blazers, or like that um, type of team. Yeah, Obviously, I the I do. They pro or better than honestly, like how much better is Toronto's roster than ours was to start last year?
1: I just think the difference in quality of bigs is massive, and the quality of defense. I. It, I don't think we've never seen Dame on a top defense. We've never seen Dame on a top 10 defense. And I get that there's a chance Scotty's not there and for sure, most likely OG. But if you have two of OG, Pascal, Scotty, I mean, it's basically like Dame and Gary Trent Jr. filling it up from the outside. And then you just have the interior on lock because you also have Pertle, who's just not, I mean, he's not bad by any means, solid. And also, like, who really, outside of Denver and Philly, like, really relies on their center. Like, you just need a guy who can hold his own in the playoffs and not get played off the court. So, I don't know. I'm pretty bullish on Toronto. Most media people are not, but that's more because he's a small market. It's a small market.
0: Obviously, I want the best package, and if it came down to Miami, Miami's current package or, or the Raptors, uh, expected package. I'm taking the Raptors, but I do just wish there was somehow a way where we could get a great package. And Dame, I don't care what I, I me personally, I don't care that Dame says he just wants a shot. I want him to go win a championship. Like, because I know that if he leaves Portland and doesn't win a championship, he's gonna, it's gonna suck for him because if he's not going to win a championship, he would just rather spend his career in Portland. But
1: uh, yeah, but he, would not be favorites with Dame. No, I'm not in saying they're
0: favorites, but they would definitely I know, have a better chance than I Toronto.
1: I want Dame to win a championship too, because he deserves it. He's one of the hardest workers in the league and one of the best people. But we've been talking about this. Do we do it Dame once or do we do it the franchise once? And obviously you're going to do it the franchise once, but you want to accommodate Dame in some way. If we were doing with just the franchise once, I would send him to Charlotte, Orlando, San Antonio, somewhere that's going to give me a boatload of draft capital and maybe like one decent young piece. But like we know, Charlotte's a poverty franchise. We know Minnesota's a poverty franchise. Like you're getting consistent lottery picks there. If we were just accommodating Dame, he'd be in South Beach already, and we'd have Tyler Hero in two firsts and a booty future.
0: You're right. It's a it's a
1: little bit of a mix of both. I think Toronto may it's might might not be the perfect fit, but I think it it appeases both sides enough. And it was reported that it doesn't like, I'm not going to say like Dame's going to just show up to, you know, Charlotte and play, but he, he would show up to Toronto and play. I mean, he's not, he's not going to James Harden this.
0: I mean, the thing is, and it's, it would be similar to Kawhi, but also not because Dame's under contract for what, two, three more, I think three more years. So like this, whoever Dame gets traded to, that's the team he's going to have to win a championship with, unless he just like ring chases when he's
1: 37 and 38 um in that case he comes back and uh comes back to portland uh, behind scoop yeah 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 but that'd be i'm i'm very high on the toronto deal i'm probably a little too optimistic about it just because it's just a breath of fresh air from the just garbage coming from something nice
0: i really honestly i I remember texting you you and cody uh like friday night because i was going to be kind of i was going to be out of town for saturday and sunday i really thought a trade was actually going to go down friday saturday night because dame was active on twitter retweeting fans saying i love you dame you'll always be welcome in portland and him responding to people saying i love you guys like i really thought it was going to go down and on top of that portland media and national media were saying like rumblings that really could go down in 24 hours so at this point i have no clue when it's going to go down because that was the first time it felt like it was actually happening, and it obviously didn't. So I don't even know. I don't and, even and know what
1: to say. One thing I want to say about Joe Cronin is I'm going to give him a little bit of respect in the sense that he is not succumbing to the pressures. He's not being a deer in headlights and just snap calling and making a deal with Miami. He could have easily snap called three weeks into, into July and taken back that booty offer. But I'm going to give him respect that he is holding strong. He, Of course, there are people specifically Miami beat writers who are saying Cronin doesn't know what he's doing. Can guarantee you they haven't, they didn't watch a single minute of blazer basketball last year. Guarantee you they don't stay up for the blazer games. So take their opinion with a grain of salt, but I, I'm going to give Joe Cronin an ounce of respect for now because he is being consistent and not, um, what's the word that I'm trying to look for? He's not succumbing is not really the word, but he's not just here in headlights. He's not panicking. He's not panicking right now, which I I, I respect. Yes I respect. Man. I respect what? He's not being a yes man. <laughs> he's not being
0: a yes man. Exactly. I so st- look, I still don't like Joe Cronin as of right now. I want him. I'll. I like him when he. Puts us back in the playoffs. It's similar to how I feel about my other favorite sports team, the Panthers. I hate David Tepper right now, even though he says he wants to win so bad. But we've sucked ever since he bought the team. So, Yeah, at least um, you're not a Denver fan.
1: Yeah, that would be unfortunate. I'm not, but I'm not a Denver fan. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, But I, do I dare say it is exciting times in Portland?
1: I think it's intriguing times. Intriguing, I, I intriguing will say... is a much better word. I'm not excited. I I will say that I'm interested coming out of the literal no man's land. That is the month of August. It is an exciting time though, because the season's around the corner.
0: It feels so weird. Uh, And again, it is weird. This is just the reality of a team not expecting to win. I was so much more hyped for last season.
1: I have a question for you. Yeah. I, I don't have my rose colored glasses here, but I will ask you a question. If the Blazers before the season started, had their starting lineup was like ant or we'll call it ant shaden og grant and ayton does that change your excitement level a little bit
0: yeah no for that's sure that's your starting
1: five and does it change i'm not going to say does it change what your expectations are for the season because i don't know i don't want to say that but like what See, that's... the
0: thing is and it's just it stinks because no matter how good our team is come next may like if i could fast forward to next may i would because i just want to get through this season and i want to be really bad because i think getting another lottery pick and getting a in a draft that has this much talent at the forward and center position you have to be bad if you're the you don't have to but it would be very valuable to be bad for the blazers so I mean, I, if we, if that's our starting lineup, I don't see a world where we're a bottom three team in the league. Sure, we might still, we might miss the plan. We might only be a playing team, but like the league is still so deep. But unless you are just actively tanking or you just somehow suck, like there's no way that team is that bad. So it it would change my expectations. I would be a little more excited, but I would also be weirdly kind of not even not knowing how to feel because I've almost made up my mind of what I want next season to go like. So yeah. Another yeah. An interesting note. If we're the if we are the eleven scene next year again, that'll be like worst case scenario. Because if we can at least get a play in game, I can respect that because it gives me a little bit of excitement. Even if we lose yeah. the ten nine, we yeah. get to watch a meaningful Blazer game again for the first time in what yeah. three years.
1: On another note, the Blazers have not I don't think officially signed any of those training, or I forgot what it was. But the Blazers haven't made like completed their roster slash haven't signed the back end guys yet, uh, and have some roster spots available because uh, anticipation of there's a most likely in a Dame deal. You're going to be getting more players back than you're sending out for sure. Um, so just a quick housekeeping note there. We didn't really dive into Nurk much. We have in the past. We have our. Yeah, you can we go see our Nurk Aiton
0: takes because this was been a rumor for like yeah. two years now.
1: <laughs> Nurk Aiton takes. We we were talking about. It is ironic how you were, we've been talking about OG and Aiton as possible targets to pair with Dame, and now it's there. We've talked about that.
0: since, without. And we got the seventh pick in the draft last year. Yep. You could probably. You can literally go find. Honestly, maybe not this past year's deadline, but the year before, probably a video titled. OG on and OB could go to portland in a deal um but i that's very exciting i think the raptors thing the suns the Nurk Aiden and swap is kind of the most exciting offers and exciting things we've heard about the blazers since july 1st so yeah that's, that's something to be good or to be excited about question who loses a game first the blazers or the ducks
1: When's, when does the season start?
0: Blazers' first game is, I want to say, like... That's a great question. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, when's the Washington game?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that too, honestly.
0: Any Oregon Ducks fans here? If you're an Oregon Ducks fan, comment how exciting that game was against Colorado. I don't know when the Blazers' season starts exactly. Um, I'm looking at... The, the, Oregon's the not
1: going to lose a game until possibly October... Well, they do play Washington three weeks they have a bye. The Oregon,
0: NBA. Would, Oregon would have to beat Stanford, Washington, and Washington State. Because I'm assuming the Blazers will lose one of their first two games.
1: Uh, I'm going to say. Mm, I'm
0: going <laughs> to say the Blazers is a game first. Because the Ducks are going undefeated. Dude, that Oregon-Washington
1: game is going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm uh-huh. so
0: glad. I was just thinking about this. I'm so glad Oregon was the first good team to be able, be able to play Colorado since the hype for it was so much bigger. Because now, like, no one cares about the Colorado USC game because everyone thinks USC is just going to steamroll them. But by right. the way, I think it's like a 23 point spread. I think Colorado covers. USC is more similar to Colorado than Oregon. Oregon is actually like an SEC team in the, in the Pac 12. It's going to be take the over. It's going to, the final score is going to be like 56 to 35, probably, and they're going to cover the 23 point spread.
1: USC was struggling against Arizona State. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good time to be a Duck fan. Um, that's something. Not a good time to be an Oregon State fan. Uh, I attended Clemson University. Uh, I have been on the roller coaster of the DJ, Uyunglele. Uh and yeah, watching in that game. I don't know. He just looked very Clemson-like in that game. Washington State just honestly dominated. D- DJ, just, D- DJ just doesn't have any juice, man just crazy he was so good in high school he just like doesn't have that like big play ability which stinks because he's got great arm talent he, he can throw really hard um but a- anything else on the blazers that you have yeah, that's all i have i'm trying to think nurk no Let me media see. day training camp no
0: We've got yeah, we got the Raptors stuff. We've got talks that have intensified. Yeah, that is that's about every important thing regarding the Blazers that I know of. Yeah, um, I have, I don't have anything else. Did you see Scoot, Simons, Jabari, and Nas were at the Oregon game? Did not see that. That's sick is rocking Oregon gear Dame was always an Oregon State guy so that is one thing I didn't like about Dame that he was Oregon State over Oregon because in Dame like if he was an Oregon State fan now I would be like sure but he was always rooting for Oregon State when they sucked so Jabari was obviously there supporting Colorado Chauncey was there in his prime gear supporting Colorado um
1: I have a great hypothetical question for you that kind of has to do with the Blazers, but not really. What would you rather? Would you take a ten-year, uh, ten years? so strong. Will you take a playoff drought from the Blazers until twenty thirty if I meant the Pac twelve stayed? Well, twenty thirty. No playoffs till twenty thirty, no. but in the Pac twelve gets to stay. Care less about the Pac twelve.
0: No, you're telling, me I'm gonna go, you're telling me I'm gonna. I'm the next time I'm gonna see the Blazers in the playoffs. I'll be pushing thirty.
1: Just be a Kings
0: talk? fan. Just be a Kings fan. That's not how it works. I'm fine with Pac-12 leaving. I'm or I'm not. Really? It sucks. But I think in you know the five years there. I'm thinking five years there will be no conferences at all.
1: You know, in the, uh, out of the five Power Five conferences, uh, the Pac-12 is the most Division One championships.
0: Yeah, I believe that. Hysteria, man. Pac-12 also has four top ten teams right now. The ACC That is has true. Undefeated teams, though. Who? The ACC has the most undefeated teams. They have
1: six. Yeah. Like, it's kind won. of funny that the SEC and the Big Ten are just. The Although, SEC will... has always
0: been overrated because only three schools are really contributing to their national titles over the last 20 years. That's Alabama, LSU, Georgia. But they have natties. No, I know, but it's natties. not like the SEC has depth.
1: Yeah, I they agree. Don't. And there, it, offense, it's. it's... It's a pretty vicious cycle when you overrate teams in the preseason and then they get ranked wins and then they're not that good and then all that just it's a vicious cycle but I
0: always I mean, of course, I love ranking teams preseason because it makes week one week two matchups feel much better. but at the same time, I think you should also like wait until week three to white rank teams.
1: Yeah. um did you see the CBS Sports intro and in Penn State? I'll tell Cash to send it to you. It yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's oh, yeah, the Big old um, it's the old SEC theme song. It's just yeah, I didn't watch any games now. this weekend except that's very
0: fair. The ending of the Clemson game. Um, see, Byron I was going to watch some of the Oregon Colorado game. Obviously, for those that didn't know, I was out of town. I was kind of busy. Um, but there was no need to watch the Oregon game because I turn on my phone and I'm like, oh, let's see the score at the end of the first quarter. Oh, 21-0. Okay, I'll just put it away, see if it gets closer. And it just never, ever got closer.
1: Yeah, yeah that, was, that was domination. Um, You see Byron won Texas? I did see that. That was sick. I wonder how um, many people know what that means. doesn't matter. You got anything else before we wrap up?
0: No, nah, that's it. Um,
1: Do yeah. you think a deal goes down before the season starts?
0: Before the season starts, yes. Before training camp, probably not. Interesting. I it, Interesting. I, I, I just, I, I think I enough steam is getting picked up for for a deal to go down. If this if this Toronto thing is that. real, I think Joe would rather take that deal, kind of move on from the situation, than try to wait out and get a better deal because that Toronto deal is really good. I don't know how many better deals you're getting than that, um, that are at least realistic. So agreed. Let's go, Joe. Agreed. Do do what you need Come to do, Find a Joey. way. Find a way to win me back over slightly. Um, next episode
1: is going to be episode 100. Will wow. a Dame
0: trade go down by episode 100? Calm that away. would be crazy
1: if the 100th episode of this channel. Now is... I now I want it to be that. Yeah, that would actually be crazy. And honestly, if it's not, if it doesn't happen, I say we just take a week off. We'll see if I'm I mean kidding. if nothing gotta... changes
0: next week. We've clearly shown we can take weeks off when there's nothing
1: to talk about. So, well, yeah, I don't, oh, yeah, I don't want to spit garbage.
0: I don't want the same thing to be next week. But uh that is all we have. Thank you for listening. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, rate us five stars or whatever you do. I don't know what you do on Apple Music. I've never opened the Apple Music or Apple Podcast app before. Um, and then if you're on YouTube, make sure to give us a like and go follow. All social media: is TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. The links for all those will be in the description. So, we'll see you guys next week for episode 100, um, and maybe a Dame trade is down, has gone down by then. But um, thanks, guys. Peace.